you have to have realistic expectations. The process is not quick and success is not quick. You're not gonna make six figures in just first three months or so. That's not how it works. Word of mouth is so key. If you take care of your first few clients, I guarantee you they'll know two or three more people who need your service as well. Are you ready to revolutionize your credit repair business? Welcome to Credit Repair Junkies, the ultimate podcast for credit repair entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Bruce Palatano, seven-figure serial entrepreneur and author. Each week, we'll dive deep into battle-tested strategies, uncover the latest industry breakthroughs, and reveal insider tips that will put your business light years ahead of the competition. If you're ready to grow your credit repair business, head to creditrepairjunkies.com forward slash go to watch my free training. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Credit Junkies podcast. Today, my guest is Liel Dardashian from Deluxe Credit Solutions. And I'm very excited to sit with Liel today and kind of just understand a little bit about his journey in the credit repair industry, how he started, how he's doing now, and just really have some awesome conversation around owning a credit repair business. Liel, welcome. Appreciate it, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So let's jump right in. Let's dive in. I just want to know, what were you doing before you started your own credit repair business? I was in the debt relief and debt settlement space for almost seven years, actually, for a few big companies. And I started out you know, selling the product, then eventually became a sales manager. And I managed teams across both companies that I worked at. And I was doing that for a long time, you know, helping people get out of debt, whether it was through settlement plans, whether it was through consolidation loans. And then I eventually took on a team of my own and you know, team was as much as like 25, 30 people at one time. So I, I coached, train, yeah. basically be around hands-on sales manager for that time. That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned that because my my way of getting uh, what I was doing before credit repair was, was similar. You know, I was also walking, uh, working in a, in a debt relief firm. That's a story for another day. Um, and what, what was your what was your experience working there? Did you enjoy it? Like, what? How was working at this firm? I, I actually really did. So I worked at two. Um, and the first I worked at at the time was a startup. They're they're not a startup anymore. They've come a really long way. They're doing amazing right now. But they um, it was very much a startup when I worked there. So I was one of the first four ever sales reps hired at the company. So I actually saw the company grow from sort of the, the the very beginning days when we were in a WeWork with like eight people total mm-hmm. to you know now they're I think like over 100, 150 employees and they're doing you know fantastic from what I understand. So just understanding the the growth of the business and how much I learned about the industry as a whole and and growing a business at, at that stage as well was was very valuable too. It was a great time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, my my story is very similar too. I was the one the one of the first four or five employees in the company, and by the time I left, I was one of like four hundred and something. Like the company experienced just tremendous growth. I guess you were doing well over there. So what what led you to want to start a credit repair business? Yeah, it's funny. I I, I didn't hate my job or anything. I actually really liked what I was doing, but I always wanted to be a, a business owner. I always wanted to work for myself. And I really enjoyed the space that I was in, in that debt credit space, just in terms of helping people. So I sort of stumbled upon credit repair, funny enough, out of the blue, it was it was very unintentional. But I was just looking up different types of industries that I could do for myself, you know, in this, in this sphere that we work in. And I didn't know all that much about credit repair. I thought to myself, I'd, I'd always heard of like the big companies like Lexington Law and, yeah. and some people. But it wasn't until I really did like a deep dive during COVID that I, you know, we had a lot of time in our hands. Mm-hmm. So I started to research different industries, different businesses around credit and how to continue helping people. 
you know, when you go through a debt relief plan, you settle the debt, you pay it off, the credit score doesn't necessarily, you know, come back where you want it to be sometimes. So I thought to myself, what is a good add-on that we can do to get the credit scores from a 550 to uh, get like a 700, let's say. Sure. Magic of Google, the internet, I stumbled upon a couple websites, looked up some interviews, did some research, and I thought to myself, well, this would be fantastic to start. Let me yeah. start doing it on the side. And it helped a few people. And I realized that, wow, this actually does work. Their credit jumped from you know 600 to 720. And that's what I decided to pursue it full time and really make a business out of it. Awesome. So you're fine at your job. You're happy. It's not like you're miserable and blah, blah, blah. But you've always wanted, you had that entrepreneurial spirit. You always knew that you wanted to work for yourself, right? So I, I you know, I was like, you know, look, I'm going to get married soon, probably. Like I have one shot to really do this before I yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, she was on board. She, she was like, oh, you have to go for it. Like if you don't go for it, you're never going to go for it at this point. You know, you're, you're, Plus now and, and just, just go for it. Not that it's ever too late, but yeah. it, it's better to start when you have some more time on your hands. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be my last effort here. Let's yeah. give it a shot and let's see how far we take this. And it's been amazing ever since. That's awesome, man. So why a credit repair business? Like why not? I mean, you were doing that settlement and and all that stuff. I mean, that's where your, your knowledge and your experience was. So why a credit repair business? Why not that settlement or even, you know, a mobile car wash, you know, some other type of business. Why specifically a credit repair business? I like the industry. I just like helping people who are in financial distress. Mm-hmm. And the industries really aren't that different at the end of the day. I, I learned a lot about just the different creditors, aggressive creditors, who's more lenient types of settlements that you can get with each one. Yeah. And then part of learning about what a credit report is and how things appear on there and how, the, how it affects the score. Mm-hmm. So, Credit repair was was a, a bit of a more simpler business model. In all honesty, there's just a lot of overhead when it comes to the debt relief industry. I mean, you, you know this. There's really like no overhead in credit repair, more or less. Yeah. Uh, outside of like employees and maybe software costs, but it it just seemed like a a, a low entry um, barrier type of industry. But it just it's never going to go away. That's the thing is people always will be needing some sort of assistance with their credit. Yeah, and I have ties to the real estate world, so I decided to put, you know, two and two together. Mm-hmm. Real estate industry, everyone has, you know, needs credit, and obviously, for those who can't qualify for anything, well, where do they go? Who do they get sent to to work on their credit? And that's when I really started to push heavy for uh, credit repair. Awesome, yeah, same thing for me. You know, I was in the debt relief industry, and I went headfirst into the credit repair space because when I did my research. There's just so many regulations too on the debt relief industry. Not that the credit repair industry isn't regulated. There are regulations, right? But compared to the debt settlement world and the debt consolidation world, I mean, it doesn't even compare the amount of regulations and like you said, the overhead. Now, speaking of of overhead, how much money would you say you invested to start your credit repair business? Like with everything that you needed to start and get your first five paying customers. All in, I want to say, I mean, it couldn't have been more than like $2,000 probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say two to $5,000 is my was my initial investment. Okay. Um, what did you invest in? Like, what was that? Think about um, in the early stages when you first started, like what, where was your money going? I invested in the software. I invested in a lot of training courses, um, self-taught, and then eventually learned from other people too how to dispute properly. I wasn't really understanding how to dispute properly. And then I, I took a couple courses, connected with some people. I guess in the beginning, it was a lot of advertising costs because I was paying to speak at these real estate events. I was trying to sponsor yeah. events and things like that. So I was just trying to get my name out there. 
Gotcha. Um, and eventually, you don't. I mean, I, I still do to this day. I still, you know, I still pay. Um, you could call it a small marketing fee, but it's a sponsorship. Speak at real estate networking events to make myself, you know, known within the community and outside too. But outside of that, there really wasn't much cost to it. I, I yeah. dabbled in some advertising and here and there, but it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't useful. Honestly, to this day, I don't pay a dime for advertising. I just get all my clients awesome. either working. It's all organic, actually, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. You know, the bulk of your money then was spent on just education, then training, education, um, how to do certain things. And as far as hard costs to start the business, what would you say that was? thousand bucks, maybe, total? Yeah. You need so, a laptop. A laptop and then, licensing, bonding registrations, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, eventually I had to get some bonds in the state of New York. Thankfully, there's no bond required. Okay. But eventually when I started expanding, I had to get some bonds and that, that came later on. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, man. That's awesome. You know, like you said, the credit repair space is just low barrier to, to entry, right? Like really anyone can start a credit repair business. You don't need a college degree. You don't need a finance degree or course. I mean, you really get a laptop, you really have a cell phone, you know, and then you learn how to fix credit. And then what else do you need, you know? So that's that's pretty cool. And I think that that's why our industry just has so many people in it. Such a low barrier to entry means there's the industry is flooded. So there's a lot of people out there trying to teach people how to start a credit repair business. Some do it the right way. Some do it the wrong way. How did you learn? Like, how did you learn to start your credit repair company? I was very active in, in researching online. I watched, you know, interviews online about people who've had success in the credit repair industry. I came across an interview with you, mentioned it to you earlier. Um, yeah. I just, I was just kind of picking everyone's brain who's been in the industry, whether it was through interviews or maybe even like reaching out on Facebook, which which I did. And I connected with a, a very successful credit repair business owner. And, and to this day, you know, we're still in touch and, and we're still, you know, friends and just kind of understanding how to start from from zero and take yourself to 100 it really was all about networking at the end of the day with the right people to pick their brain now obviously some people are going to try to sell you their products and i'm sure i'd be if i said i never fall for that i never fell for that excuse me um at some point in time early in the stages telling me they're going to sell me you know the ultimate sales package uh, in terms of how to converting leads and whatnot i learned it the right way by getting in touch with the right people Perfect. so um, that's kind of how i started to root myself in the industry. And then over time, again, I have a, a, some sort of network in the real estate world. So I connected with those. I tapped into that industry. And that was where I received my first few clients. And then it just sort of built up from there. How long have you been in business? I've been in business for about two years now. Two years now. Okay. So in the last two years, you said right around, right around COVID is when you started doing the, the research and all that. So in the last two years, since you really started your business and took it seriously, what has been the biggest hurdle, the most difficulties that you've encountered in the business? So I would say in the beginning, it was definitely getting clients. You just, you have to build a reputation somewhere and it's yeah. hard to get first hundred clients or even first 20 clients when yeah. you have a name for yourself. So that was the toppest part. Nowadays, now that we're a more established company, we have you know, clients, thankfully not an issue anymore. We have referrals left and right and we have social media and all that stuff working for us. But I would say right now is just trying to to get everything automated, creating systems in place, mm -hmm. and just trying to have like a full functioning repair company where we now have processes. Yeah, so we onboard the client, we go through the report, we explain everything that goes on, and then just kind of I guess just monitoring expectations the best that we possibly can, mm -hmm. 
and making sure that they start with the right intentions and the right expectations and finish that way too. Unfortunate reality is that people, especially on social media nowadays, are selling these credit sweeps, you know, clean up your credit in 30, yeah. 45 days and doesn't work that way. I tell people all the time. So I think like processes and expectations is probably the most challenging part nowadays. Clean your credit in 45 days and go to jail in 90, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like we, you're dealing with bad credit for what, three, four years, you're not going to get out of it in one or two months. It doesn't work like right. that. Yeah. So the hardest, the biggest hurdle was getting clients. And then how did you solve that? How did you overcome it? So I connected with enough people in the in the real estate world where they eventually gave me a test client, you know, yeah. the first few test clients for free. They saw yeah. the result. They kept referring more. Yeah. I would say it's funny because I never expected this to be the reason my business like really was taken to the next level. But TikTok, of all things, just completely changed the business in terms of the outreach I had you know, Yeah. people country now. I, I, you know, I was establishing myself in New York in the tri-state area where we're from, but my fiance told me to download TikTok and she said, oh, you never know what could happen. Yeah, You viral one time, it could change your whole business. I'm not a social media guy. Like I could care less about that stuff. I'm like, I'm very old. I don't even like using my, my cell phone all that much. <laughs> yeah. Pen and paper face to face. That's how I always do things. I went viral one or two times on TikTok and I'm at dinner with my friends and all of a sudden I see my phone getting all the notifications here. And then all of a sudden I realized like something's going off right now. Like on my TikTok, what happened? I yeah. see a video I posted, you know, 10,000 views, 30,000 views, wow. 50,000, Eventually we got to a million views and wow. impressions, likes, people were scheduling their consultations. I was reaching people in Hawaii. I was reaching people in California and Texas, really all across the country. I was like, okay, I, I think I know how to do this now. Let me do exactly what I did. Let me yeah. give it some time. Did it a month later, got the same result. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I go on TikTok. I go on my TikTok lives. I speak about credit. I educate people on how to fix their own credit. I don't sell anything on TikTok. Sure. All but education. Yeah. And then I realize I know what I'm talking about. They're like, oh, I'd just rather him do it for me then. And that's yeah. kind of right now. Yeah, that's funny. Like the best marketing is where you give your best stuff away for free. Right. Cause then that's how you build the trust with your audience. And then your audience is like, I ain't got time for this. Like you just do it for me. And you following that, that strategy is great. You know, there's tons of different ways to grow your business. Um, you know, you can do ads, you can do TikTok, you can do networking. And it seems like you're really um, looking at all these different options and you found one that worked well for you and you just doubled down on it. Right. Why did you go after uh, the real estate market specifically? They deal with credit all the time, you know, especially the loan officers. I'm now connected in, in with lenders and realtors outside of the tri-state area, outside of New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. I mean, I have lenders and realtors. I have them reaching out to me from different parts of the country now, from Alabama, from you know, Florida. We get a lot from Florida, from Texas, Oklahoma. So the reason why that's so important is because they're constantly looking at credit reports every single day, trying to qualify clients for mortgages. And... I mean, if there's anything we know is that they're not going to qualify everyone. So what are they doing with the ones who they can't qualify because of a credit issue? Yeah. They have a system in place where they can send the client to, have them come back in, let's say, you know, six to 12 months time, depending on how long the file it take. You know, again, you, you basically offer it as a solution to get them more business too, because yeah. we all want to make more money at the end of the day, but we also want to help people and do right by them. I, I connected with the realtors. I connected with the lenders. Specifically, the lenders is what I realized uh -huh. was, was the key to getting the first few clients. So, yeah. took them through my process, built some trust with the lender again, and 
I mean, when I ask a lender, how often do you come across a client who has credit issues mm-hmm. all the time? The answer I get, especially yeah. nowadays, the, the consumer debt is as high as, as it's ever been. I say to them, well, you know, if you send me five clients, you can't qualify every week or every month. If you can even get two or three of those back in like a few months time, what does that do for your business? Yeah. And then the wheels start turning, right? And they can really, they can double their sales or double their income. Yeah. In a 12 months span if they just figure out what to do with those clients who they can't help at that point in time. Yeah. It's a win, 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 right? Like you win because that's, they're growing your business. They win because you're helping them grow theirs and the consumer wins because they're able to achieve their dream of buying a home, you know? So that's, that's really cool um, that you, that you go that route. How do these lenders, you said they're, they find you, how are they finding you now? So nowadays um, at the, at the real estate networking events I speak at, there's a mix of realtors and lenders that, that attend these things. I'll go to networking events as well. Ones that I'm not associated with just to sort of get my name out there. Yeah. But honestly, it's, it's all word of mouth at this point right now. So a lender who I work with will refer me a friend of theirs who's also a lender mm-hmm. and refer a lender as well. And they'll say, oh, Liel's this guy I work with credit repair. He does a great job. He got my clients qualified. Because they have, I mean, you know how it is. Like lenders have their own um, their own software. What will It will calculate, you know, yeah. like how much the score will go up by if they pay certain debts down. But it doesn't tell them how to remove collection accounts or repos or yeah. bank things like that. That's very valuable to them because it actually speeds up the process a little bit more. Where did you learn this strategy? Where did you learn to perfect the strategy of going after the real estate uh, professionals? A couple of ways that actually, I was at a networking event and I bumped into a gentleman who is in mortgages right now, but he used to do credit repair. He was doing very well. I, I don't know exactly how he was conducting his business, but he was clearly doing very well from what I heard. Um, and he, he told me, he's like, listen, the way you got to get into it is network with real estate professionals. Yeah. He's like, you got and these networking events. You have to you know, reach out to lenders, take them out for coffee, right? Have a Zoom conference, something like that. That's how it started. And then I also, um, believe it or not, I, I, I took your um, seminar when you were oh, talking- Lead generation training. Lead generation one. Yeah, that uh, also okay. take it to the next level yeah. where I did exactly what you had said in that seminar and I got in contact with uh, several realtors and uh, loan officers especially. Still in touch with some of them to this day. Unfortunately, a lot of them are kind of out of the industry now because how tough it is. Like, yeah. Totally. And then also just Facebook. I would go in Facebook groups. I would reach out to people on the side, you know, hey, we'd love to help you out or hey, do you have someone who is able to help you, you know, potentially yeah. double your business by turning unqualified clients into qualified ones. Got in contact. Did whole did presentations at companies where I, you know, was speaking to a team of like, you know, 10, 12, let's say. Yeah. And then again, just word of mouth spread. So now they reach out to me looking for assistance with their clients. That's awesome. How many clients are you servicing right now? Uh, we have a few hundred right now. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have, um, I have to do the final count because I, I check, I check it every month. I, yeah. I, I look at how many we still have, how many are no longer with us every month yeah. to kind of see where we're at, but it's, it's a, over a couple hundred now. That's awesome, Leo. Congratulations on on that success. Um, that strategy is super powerful, and that's why it's one that I teach. I mean, I grew my credit repair business to seven thousand clients before I sold it. Doing that one strategy alone, you know, I didn't. I never spent a penny on ads. I'm not saying that ads are bad. They're good. They're scalable, right? They're predictable, um, but they cost money. And I love money. I don't want to. I don't want to spend it. I want to keep as many as much of it as I can in my pocket, right? So your advertising costs are pretty much non-existent if you're going that route, correct? 
Yeah, I made the mistake though. I made the mistake of spending thousands of dollars on advertising costs when I yeah. first started out. You know, I was printing yeah. out colors and flyers and I was sending them out and I had this whole system and it didn't get me anywhere. I got zero clients after spending like five, $6,000 on wow. And I thought to myself, what a waste of money. And that was before I knew to tap into the real estate market. That was when I was very, very green. Yeah. yeah. What do you wish you knew when you got started that you know today? It takes time. It takes time because there are so many deceptive marketing plays out there that claim you can make a million dollars in credit repair and it doesn't take, you know, all that long. Yeah. It takes a long time. It takes a while to establish your reputation, your name in the industry, especially with your local community. I would say the first three, four months of starting the business, they were very difficult. I was second guessing my move yeah. to start business because I wasn't sure. Um, on your own, right? Like you didn't have guidance. It was just you. <laughs> On my own, I knew at the time that I was going to propose to my my now fiance, then girlfriend. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, do I stick with something that's just like stable? Do I work for a company again? Yeah. Or do I just kind of keep pushing myself and see how far I could take this? I said, let me give it 12 months. Let me see how far I can get in the yeah. first 12 months because nothing's going to happen in the first six usually. Yeah. It, it can, but again, if you're doing things the right way and you don't have a, a leg to stand on at the beginning. Yeah. 12 months to see how far you can get in a year. I'm not someone who can do things part-time. That's what I realized. I could have to go in a hundred percent. Yeah. After the first year, I mean, everything was good after that. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like this is yeah. working. I'm getting everything I ever wanted out of the business and more. Now I have time to do things on my own and I don't have to answer to anyone. I only answer to my clients. That's about it. Nobody else. Yeah. That's boring. Those are my bosses. Yeah. Yeah, but I am my own boss at the end of the day, and that's what I really strive to uh, to achieve by working for myself. Any regrets? No, none. I, I I honestly have to give my fiance a big thank you after this because she's the reason why I continued to yeah. stick with, it, even though I was doubting myself in the beginning. That's awesome. All right. So, what advice would you have for anyone who might be thinking or considering or looking to start their own credit repair business? You have to have realistic expectations. You have to ha you have to understand that it, the process is not quick and success is not quick. You're not going to make six figures, well over six figures, whatever your personal goal is, in just you know the first three months or so. That's not how it works. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people sell it that way. So just just be realistic with your expectations heading in, and make sure that you are tapping into the real estate market. I tried tapping into the auto industry, and it yeah. wasn't that successful because they just they want to get things done quickly. Mm -hmm. They don't have time to waste. The real estate process is, is more formal. It's more organized. So they do things more by the book. No no offense to the, the auto industry, sure. but they do things by the book. So tap into the real estate market, have the right expectations. Don't promise anyone anything or, or make any guarantees because we can't. And then things will eventually play out. Word of mouth is so key. If you take care of your first few clients, I guarantee you they'll know two or three more people who need your service as well. That point, your clients start selling for you, right? And that's also free advertisement right there. Yeah, that word of mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, think about, um, I think about Netflix when I think about word of mouth. A lot of the shows that I watch on Netflix are because I heard someone say it was a good show. Hey, did you watch, you know, this show? No, like, what is it about? Oh, it's, and then you want to go and you want to watch it, right? Or if you're just on there and you see, you know, top 10 or, you know, the top movie on Netflix right now, and that's there because people are rating it, right? Netflix is not advertising. That way, at Netflix is not putting a TV commercial for uh, Love is Blind, you know, whatever other show they got on there, you know, like there's no TV commercials for that stuff. And it's just the word of mouth. People underestimate the effectiveness and the importance of word of mouth. 
And you're a smart guy for figuring that out early on. It's really that simple, right? If if you, if someone, you know, someone who needs help, I guarantee you they know one or two more who need help as well. That's 100%. 100%. Leo, do you have any questions for me? I've been bombarding you with a bunch of questions. Is there anything that I can help you with that I can answer for you that you're curious about? Yeah, I would love to know how you took your business from a few hundred to 7,000. So I'm in South Florida and the very first thing that I did when I started my credit repair business was I knew that people out there had my clients in their network, right? Because everyone knows someone with bad credit. So as my wheels started spinning, I was like, who knows my dream client? Who knows? Who has access to my dream client? And then boom, real estate. I had just bought a house when I started my credit repair business, my first home. And I remember that process of when the lender pulled my credit and he said, hey, you need to pay this down. I was like, wait, my lender had access to my credit. So he probably has access to a bunch of other people's credit, right? So the very first thing that I did was I went on my phone and I contacted every single real estate agent that I knew personally as friends, right? And I said, hey, I'm doing this. I've just started a credit repair company. I'm helping people fix their credit. Do you come across people that need help with their credit that you can't sell a house to? And he surprised me and said, yeah all the time. I was like, but how do you know? He's like, well, because when the lender pulls their credit, they tell me that they're not qualified. And I'm like, oh, can you introduce me to this lender? And that's how I started. So I, I started with the real estate agents on my phone, got them to introduce me to their preferred lenders. And then I went to, to, to their office and I introduced myself. I said, hey, you know, I do credit repair. I specialize in helping people fix their credit so they can buy a house. And that's how it started. But then I perfected that process. You know, so I started realizing that my clients were the lenders because they're the ones that were going to flood my business. So instead of focusing on where can I find a person who needs help with their credit, my sole focus in business was finding people who had access to those people. So I started doing lunch and learns at lenders offices and I started uh, doing the real estate um, continuing education courses because now I was in front of you know, 20, 30, 40 agents at a time. So my main focus as the owner and CEO of my company was one thing, grow my business, right? I outsourced the rest. I was like, I don't have time to sit here and lick stamps and stuff envelopes and print this few letters and fold paper because if I'm doing all of that, no one's growing my business. So I quickly realized that, hey, I need to hire somebody to do that part. I need to outsource it so I can keep doing my thing. And with 40 hours a week, I was able to go from office to office to office to office, building relationships with people. I realized that the credit repair industry is a relationship industry because people do business with who they know, like, and trust. And there's no lead that is better than a referred lead. None, yeah. right? If I say, hey, John, I know you need help with your credit. I know this guy, Liel here, he can help you with that. Let me introduce you to Dude, that's like a lay down for you, right? So what happened was I did that for the first couple of years. That's all I focused on. And before I knew it, I had like almost every mortgage office in South Florida referring me business. That's all I focused on. Like I went hard on doing that strategy, okay? So I didn't stop there. Then I was like, okay, well, how can I get away from here? Where can I go? And so I went to Texas. And I build relationships with real estate agents and loan officers in Texas. I would fly to Texas like once a month and do the same thing that I was doing here in Florida in Texas. So that just kind of like expanded my business to a way that like I could have never imagined. And again, my advertisement cost was 
pizza and coffee when I would host a lunch and learn or a first time home buyer seminar, right? Which it's nothing in comparison to spending money on ads on Facebook. And not that those don't work, they do, but there's just harder leads to convert. Um, they cost more money. So my strategy was every day I had to meet with at least three new lenders. That was my main goal when I first started. But that only grew me to my first couple thousand clients. That's not what took me to 7,000. What took me to 7,000 was when I duplicated myself. I hired an affiliate manager and his job was to do what I did. His job was to go out and meet other lenders himself and build the relationships with those lenders himself and then do the lunch and learns himself while I still did it myself too. So now when it was two of us doing it, it just blew up. It literally just blew up. And before I knew it, there we were with what we had in our head, in our hands. And it was a lot. I'll be honest. Um, if I could choose, would I want to grow a credit repair business to 7,000 active clients again? Probably not. Like right now we're at around, because I sold that business and I started another one from scratch. So right now we have about a little over 2,000 active clients again. Okay. And not that I want to stop, but I'm getting flashbacks and memories of all it is to manage that high number of clients. It's a lot of expectations. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of sometimes headaches, right? Because you, if you're doing things at a scale of only a hundred and then you're doing that same thing at a scale of a thousand and then you're doing that same thing at a scale of 7,000, it just, you know, there's bigger hurdles and more people and more expectations. I wouldn't personally, like I've been there, done that. Um, I would probably, you know, if I reach maybe three, 5,000 tops, I'd cap it. And then I'd wait until, you know, I, I'll have like a waiting line, you know, as clients graduate or cancel, I'll bring on more clients. But you know, that, that, that was a strategy, man. I mean, I, I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to, how to run ads. I'm not a marketer. Okay. Like I can't sit here and teach you how to create an ad copy and a headline and target these people on Facebook. That's not my expertise. There are people out there who, who that's their expertise and they can teach you that. Not me, because I've never done that. I only teach what I know from experience. So if I know how to do it and it worked for me, then I can simply just draw the map and give it to you and say, hey, this here's how it worked for me. I'm sure it can probably work for you too if you follow the directions, you know? So everything that, that I do, everything that I teach is only based on personal experience. And I have clients all the time that ask, well, Bruce, you know, how do you, how do you scale? How do you, I'm like, you just gotta do it. Like you gotta push yourself out there. And what happens is a lot of times, most people who start their credit repair business, they, they treat it as a side hustle. And that's all it's ever going to be. Like if you're treating your credit repair business as a side hustle, how do you expect that to generate you more income than what your main hustle is? It's never going to happen. At some point, you're going to have to take the leap of faith. At some point. I'm not telling you quit your job now and then focus on growing your credit repair company when you don't even have $500 in your savings account, Right. Like the right way to do it, if I would do it, is I would save up three months worth of my living expenses. I'll grind my nine to five, save up three months of my living expenses. Okay, I'll live on ramen noodles for three months. Okay, and during those three months, I'll go hard for my business. I'll go all in to my credit repair business. And if for any reason I failed at the end of those three months, my bills still got paid because I had that in my savings account, right? I was still able to eat. I still had a life because I had the way to support myself. The pressure wasn't as high. Some people don't work well under pressure. So if I can relieve that pressure 
If I can save up three months worth of my living expenses, quit my job, and the very next day start going hard for my business, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to replace your income within those 90 days. There really isn't. If you got the right training, the right mindset, the right processes, and you're surrounded by the right people, there should be no reason why you can't replace a nine to five income within 90 days of your old credit repair business, unless you're, you know, a CEO of some Fortune 500 company making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you know. But realistically, you know, I do I do some one on one coaching with with a few people, and our goal is 100 clients in 100 days. That's that's our goal. And the clients who are all in on their business, they get it done. I haven't had one yet who, who hasn't been able to. The first 90 days of this year, we hit an all-time high in enrolled clients. Um, and it was like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe it. Yeah. Especially around the new year time, everyone has this new year resolution. They want to get their credit fixed. Yep. Make sure you are there in, in person in front of the camera, ready to take on those clients because they're going to be there waiting for yep. someone. They need help with their credit on Thanksgiving Day. They need help with their credit on Christmas. You know, So it's just a matter of how can you reach those people where they're at? How can you meet them where they're at? Because right? if I just sit here and I wait for them to come to me, well, that's not a very proactive approach, right? I'm reacting. I have to proactively go find these people. You know, If you have the right guidance, the right training, the right resources, I, there's no reason why you know someone shouldn't be able to get 100 clients in 100 days. And I know that to be possible because I've seen a whole bunch of people do it. Yeah. You know, and what does that translate to? 100 clients in 100 days? About $10,000 a month. Between your enrollments and your monthly fees, whatever it is that you're charging, your affiliate income and all that, you should be earning around $10,000 a month. You know, like what other business are you going to be able to do that within a matter of 100 days? It's very, you know, not, not, not many. The process is not as complicated as some people try to make it out to be. But the thing is that they don't stick with it long enough and they don't do it the right way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Man, Liel, do you have any other questions for me? No, you, honestly, you gave me some really good insight here. So I, I do outsource now, funny enough. I, I've been outsourcing for a while now. Uh, so focus my time on growing the business. Probably going to have to hire one or two more people to help me out just because we're growing so much right now. Would love to have another Liel out there at these CE classes. <laughs> yeah. Doing that and, and hopefully we'll take that to the next level too. Just baby steps, man. If you take one action per day, you know, within a month, you'll see how far you've come. And that's really what it takes. A lot of people, they they get analysis paralysis, right? They just think of like, man, that's where I want to be. But to get there, I have to do this, 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 this. And then they just stop. They don't take any action because they get overwhelmed by everything that needs to be done, right? So the advice is do one thing at a time. Do one thing today to get closer to that goal. Do another thing tomorrow to get closer to that goal. And before you know it, you're going to be and you're going to reach that goal. That's awesome. Leo, thank you so much for for taking the time to sit with me and, and have a chat. Super valuable. I really appreciate it. Um, and if you ever need anything, you know how to reach me. And I'm always willing to, to lay a hand when, whenever needed. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.